Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back to another GeoMob podcast. This afternoon, I've got the pleasure of talking to three people about the Geograph project. With me is Ruth Charville, who's one of the trustees of the project, David Howard, who is a long-term contributor, and Phil Halling, who is another contributor to the project. The Geograph project is a fascinating project. They've now collected 7 million photographs of Great Britain and Ireland. This is phenomenal, completely crowdsourced all over the country, grid scares filled up with pictures, some of them rather mundane, some of them fascinating. I don't quite understand how they did it or why they did it, but they have done it and they're here to tell us about it. So welcome Ruth, Phil and David. Start introducing yourself. Ruth, tell us who you are and how you got involved in the project. Uh, Yes, I'm Ruth and I'm actually one of the trustees of Geograph. I've been involved with it since I think 20. Uh, 2007, because it started in 2005. I think I've been involved since 2007. Introduced initially through another hobby, which is church crawling, going around taking pictures of churches, really. Some of my fellow church crawlers uploaded to this site called Geograph, and I wanted to find out more, so I investigated. Found out it was all about photography and maps, which are two of my real interests, and uh, and got myself involved starting to upload photographs. And I've been doing so on and off ever since. I've done about, I think, about 4,000 pictures, mostly in the southwest of England and the Shetland Islands, uh, which are two places that I have lived. And, of course, lots, lots in South Wales as well, where I am now. Okay. And, and Oh, I should say I'm retired as well. So I've got more time now. I've been retired for about four years. So I've got much more time now to be involved in So are you taking more photos, Ruth? No, I'm probably not taking more photos, but I'm just more involved in the project now. Okay. Phil, what about you? Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm Phil Halling. I've been involved with it actually since 2005. Oh. I discovered it in August of 2005. I, I was looking for something for the village I was living in at the time. And this picture came up, Geograph, and I thought, what's that? So I I sort of investigated it a little bit further. And of course, that was in the very, very early days. And there were lots and lots of green squares. A green square means there's no photograph. And so I thought, this looks interesting. So I investigated it a little bit further and then started contributing. And um, here we are 16 years later, and I'm still contributing. And I've put on just over 70,000 pictures now. Oh, my God. I'm, um, Could you just say that again? That was 70,000. 70,000, yeah. So that actually represents 1% of, of the total pictures on the website. And I've always wow. been around that 1%. As you've wow. already said in the introduction, we've got yeah. 7 million pictures now. I, I, I took early retirement. I, I was an IT trainer in a local further education college, and uh, I got out five years ago now. And since then, I've actually retrained or I've qualified as a Heart of England Blue Badge Guide, which is the, the industry standard, if you like, for being a tour guide. And interestingly, there are two other people who contribute onto this site who have also gone on to become Blue Badge Guides, one in the south of England, another one in, in the heart of England as well. And uh, unfortunately, of course, COVID has sort of <laughs> reduced the, the potential yeah. work there. Hope, you know, COVID's going to come to end one day, hopefully. I've got um, a pal who's a blue badge guide, so oh, I really? think, yeah, he works in London, but I'm going to suggest to him that he has a look at the site and considers contributing when he's going around doing tours of Oxford and Cambridge and things like that. Um, yeah, 
Fascinating. Yeah. So what about you, David? I'm a part-time psychotherapist and a part-time master's student online at the moment. But I've been collecting all my life and I was always interested in maps and always interested in roads. So I used to collect old train tickets till they stopped in 1988. And I went all over the country doing that. And of course, I had nothing to do for a while. And then I got digital camera 11.05, November 05. And I've been looking on the internet. I had a Flickr site already from 2004, just looking for local pictures. And the, like Philip said, Geograph came up. And I thought, oh, this is nice. You know, I can, I can look at pictures where I live because... You know, I'm very attached to northwest London, where I've always lived. And then I started taking pictures on the digital camera and joined in middle of 2006. And I put three pictures up and I was struggling with the map. Like, oh, this is hard. I can't be bothered with this. So I, I carried on reading and looking at the pictures until the street view came along at the end of 2008. Thought, oh, good. I can finally place all my pictures. So then, then I started contributing properly from then onwards. And then two years later, I added all my archives over the winter 2010 to 11 so i put everything up and now i've got 54,000 pictures so so there's a hierarchy here with phil at the top of the tree <laughs> ruth at the bottom of the tree but it's ruth who's the trustee of the organization so <laughs> i'm going to turn to you ruth yeah. and say in really briefly in a one minute pitch what is geograph oh it's 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 a whole it's a dictionary of things it's a, it's it's a it's a game it's it's a it's an archive it's a, a resource that we're giving away free to anybody that wants it and um, i think that's one of the most important things that we're giving a, a set of, a series of photographs a whole thousands of or millions of photographs to people for whatever they want to use them for, whether it's research or because they want a picture of their village or because they, they're writing a book and want something, you know. But it's also a community. It's an online community. There's a forum, discussion forums about all sorts of different topics to do with, loosely to do with geography, photography and everything that we're about. And it's also, it satisfies the collecting instinct in one as well. And I have that instinct as well, not possibly to the extent that the other two, because I've only got 4,000 pictures up. But collecting a square is a very satisfying thing. Being the first person in a square or indeed getting a square for yourself for the first time satisfies the collecting instinct without actually accruing stuff. So it's a really good way to collect without actually having to dust anything in the house. Okay, so Phil, who started Geograph? I mean, you were there pretty near the beginning. Yeah. Who started yeah. it back in two thousand and five? The, the, the person who who sort of um, kicked it off really was a, a chap called, or is a chap called Gary Rogers, and he was a geocacher, and really geo, Geograph has just come out of the geo uh, geo crashing. Sorry, geo crashing. Get the words out. And instead of just looking for a particular spot, what we're doing is, is actually putting pictures in those spots so that people can go. For example, I live in Malvern, so I've got lots and lots of pictures on the Malvern Hills. And you can look on the map and, and you can actually go right down to small parts of, of the grid squares and you can find pictures actually in the small part of that square and, and look to see what's there. And I think he initially started putting them onto, onto um, some sort of digital map, but then he needed sort of expertise, IT expertise, and he brought in Barry Hunter, who is a, a brilliant IT guy. It amazes me his knowledge and another guy paul dixon who um, i'm not sure he, he doesn't seem to be involved with it anymore but uh, barry certainly very much is uh, he's a trustee he's, right. a tr he's another of the trustees right. actually yes yeah 
Yeah. Okay. So, David, maybe yes. you could explain how all these photographs get on the map. I mean, not all of them. Just start with how would you put a photograph on the map? Well, it's, it's changed a wee bit since the beginning where it was a bit harder, but the best way which we've had for many years is two little rings. So you've got one ring where you are, which is black, and one ring where you've taken the photo, which is blue. So if you've taken a picture near the thing, they go close together. If you've used a long zoom, put the subject in the blue and where you are in the black, you type in the location, which is the four number, two letter, TQ2187, where I live. So you use that. Now, if, if somebody's not 100% sure, we had this conversation the other night, if you're in the middle of a very large woods or a field, it might be nice to carry a GPS with you so that you haven't made a mistake. But otherwise, if it's on the ordinary map, you just type in the six-digit coordinate where you are and then drop your circle where you are click submit and then type in the details and just keep keep doing that and do one every two minutes on a good computer wow quite labor intensive then you get used to, I, I find it very relaxing i find it more relaxing to sit and as ruth says the achievement where you say, oh i've got another square i've got another square i've got another square i mean I, I was doing it for possibly eight hours a day for about two months when i put the archive up and it, it was just like <laughs> doing crosswords i you know, got the radio on Love doing it because yeah. it's an achievement. You see, you see ev everything you've done. You see it on the screen, and you've you've added something. Must have been great during lockdown if you had a backlog to upload. Yeah. So, Ruth, you talked about community. So, how's the community organised? Is it self-organised? Is it regional? Is it physical? Well, the, the whole thing. The whole thing is an online community. It's um, we have no regional base or regional headquarters, so it is entirely online. So it's it's a bit like I mean I personally don't get that involved in the in the discussion forums, but I do know it's a bit like a Facebook group, or in fact we've got a Facebook group as well. But the the Geograph site geograph.org.uk site has a, a extensive discussions set of discussions pages and people kind of that there it's not the whole membership that uses these it's a but but there's a significant proportion of the membership that that likes to to chat online and discuss all sorts of different topics in this sort of way we also have an annual hem we actually managed to have a physical one this year which was wonderful we met up in coventry and i think what about 25 or 30 of us got together great chance that's how i met phil i never, i'd never met him before so you know every every time we have an agm you meet you do a little bit more net actual physical networking which is always good and we you know we have geograph members there's also people who use it the people that use it are the the ones that are from the books and magazines who ask to use a picture or for example the student doing their project on the shetland islands that might get in touch with me and say May I use one of your photos in my project on the Shetland Islands? And all they have to do is acknowledge that it's my photograph, my copyright, and they get that photograph for nothing. So, so there you are. You've just answered the question I was going to ask about the data being free to use. But do you actually have to apply to use a picture or can you just use it as long as you attribute it? You can use it as long as you attribute it, but really per politeness suggests that it's the right thing to do to contact the, the 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 contributor of the photograph and just check that it's okay. Okay, it's a Creative Commons license. Those pictures are out there for anybody to use. Okay, free of charge. So it's CC by SA, is it? It's share alike or no? It it's just CC, isn't it? It's just yeah. Creative Commons, yeah. 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 Okay. And there must be some rules. 
<laughs> uh, you cannot, but the, the main rule that comes to mind that has actually sometimes caused some consternation is that you must be on public land to take your photograph. You mustn't take a photograph on private property unless you obviously have permission. So, you know, you're on right. property or have permission. That is probably the single thing that, uh, you know, we have to bear in mind and, and, and that has caused people to contact us as trustees and say, would you sort this out, please? These people have taken this picture without my permission. So, so for it, example, if you wanted to take pictures inside a church in a, a little village church or something, you'd need mm. to have permission to take those pictures. I, I'm not sure that that's the case uh, because it's if a church is open, it's deemed to be oh, it's accessible to the public. To the public. Got you. It's, okay. You can't go into somebody's front garden to get a good picture of their house. You've got to take it Correct. from the street. Gotcha. Correct. Okay. I'm sure you've had to deal with it. Um, and I apologise for asking this question. What about inappropriate photos? Depends what you deem as inappropriate. Again, the, 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 all photographs are moderated. I'm not a moderator. Right. But we have a, a group of, of members who are moderators. Gotcha. Every photograph is checked. So if, for example, there's a prominent number plate, it may be asked to be pixelated. Or if there's if a photograph is actually offensive, it will be rejected. Okay, got you. That's a that's a good foolproof way. If you've got the volunteers to do the moderation, that's mm. great. Mm. Have any of you actually done moderation? No, no one's done moderation. No, we don't have a moderator here today. No, <laughs> shame because it would be interesting to hear the yeah. things that they've moderated out. But uh... okay, so seven million photos spread across the UK. Surely you're finished. No. Somebody else. Well, I don't think so. No, uh, no, I, I we, no, we're, we're we're not finished actually. If if you go onto our website and have a look, there there is a map of, and it's not just the UK; it's Ireland as well. Mm. It used to be it used to refer to the British Isles, but we've we've had to change that because some people turn that as being a slightly political thing. And of course, we're talking to the about the geographical British Isles, but. So to make life simple, it's it's the United Kingdom and Ireland. The north of Scotland, some of the inaccessible squares up in the highlands, there's there's green squares up there if people want to get out there in the flow country and places like that. Ireland, it hasn't really taken off like it has in England and Wales and Scotland. So there's quite a lot of unphotographed land in Ireland. And in terms of um, area or percentage, we've photographed 85% of the British Isles and Ireland, or the UK and Ireland, I should say. So there's still 15% squares out there to be photographed. So there's there's still much to be done. And presumably also there's a, the landscape changes, the high streets change. And if you're recording the dates when photographs are taken going forward, you'll be able to have a snapshot of Britain in 2005, a snapshot in 2015 and a snapshot in 2030 or something. Very much so. If I can just answer that, we, we've actually recently, somebody's introduced onto the forum, revisiting first. Now, the first, obviously, is the first photograph taken in a square. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a few where we've gone back, and I've done it, gone back and photographed the square that I photographed maybe 15, 16 years ago now. And many don't change, but some change absolutely radically. For example, where building has taken place, I can think down near Ross on Y, there was a view I taken across a valley of the church. I went back last autumn 
I couldn't even see the church because somebody had planted trees in the field. Right. So it, it's amazing. And Worcester, my local sort of county town, what is now called the Cathedral Plaza, that has been completely redeveloped during Geograph. And I photographed that work taking place, I think that was 2016 when they, they redeveloped that. So, yes, we are recording change. Fantastic. So let's talk about your own personal experiences a little bit. You know, we've got... 70,000, 60,000, 4,000 pictures, you know, lots of years of photographing. Do you just, what do you take pictures of, Ruth? I take pictures, I enjoy landscape, I enjoy photography anyway, and I take pictures because I want to share them with my friends, particularly I share them with on Facebook, I make a calendar each year, all sorts of things like that. And I, gen- I generally take pictures of places or features that I know that I can easily identify on the map. Right. Because I don't use GPS and I do use a camera. For example, we were we've been talking the other day about the number of styles, styles of style that there are across the country. From you know, and you'll get a completely different design of style in Devon from what you'll get in in Yorkshire or Shetland. But you can identify exactly where that style is from a field boundary and a footpath and where the two intersect is, is where your style is, which makes it really easy to pinpoint where it is on the map and upload the photograph to the precise place. So I tend to take my arty photographs for myself and then I take te- much more technical kind of photographs of, a, say, a road junction or something I would ne- never normally want to share with my friends on Facebook anyway. But but a picture, a picture of something that I can, I know that I can identify, and they're they're very much the kind of picture you could revisit and and see if it's changed in in, in subsequent years as well. So, but I mean, I'll take a picture of anything, I anything and everything, and if I feel it's going to be of interest to the site, I'll I'll upload it. What about you, David? Well, probably about 2011 when I'd done the archive, I decided to take pictures specially for my map. Until then, I was just taking pictures wherever I happened to be and just just local places. So. I've got my little green map and I try and work out how long it'll take to go to a new place each time. And now I've done something like three quarters of four squares, big squares, there's 100 kilometre squares around where I live. So it's getting harder to fill in now. But I I just basically take what's there. I, I like roads. I've always liked roads since I was a child and maps. So I combine that and um, just try and get as many pictures along the roads. And if I have a square which isn't on the road, I'll walk into a muddy field or wherever I happen to be. And if I've got time, I'll go into the parks and the woods and take pictures of features. You know, I, I like plants as well. So if there's any nice trees or bushes or flowers, I'll take those as well. And also the pre-war boys road signs, which I was taking anyway. Those are the old ones which were made before 64 which I grew up with and I miss them greatly. And I found one in Willesden in 2018 in the beginning. And I took another, I had a visit there later on and found it wasn't there. And I thought, oh my goodness, we've got a job to do here. So since then, there's been about 300 of us on Flickr on the group. We share the locations of them all. And I look on the map for them on the uh, Google Street View. And I've got, goodness knows, hundreds and hundreds now. I've got them all over the country from Yorkshire down to uh, Somerset. So that's the other thing that keeps me going. So, Phil, when I go on the site, can I search for road signs or styles or footpaths? Absolutely, yeah. What what you would do, there is, down the, down the left-hand side, there is the menu. And I think search is actually at the very top. If you click on search, it will take you to another page. And then along the top, you've got various options. 
Um, I normally, if I'm doing a search, will go to advanced search. And then there's various boxes that you can fill in depending on what you try to, to right. search. You, you could search a grid square or normally, let, let's say style, because we, we've mm. just been talking about styles. You, you enter that. Um, you can be more specific if you need be. Uh, you could even put a time frame. So if you wanted to see what styles were photographed, say in 2010, for example. So there is that. There is also something called the browser, which I think is a little bit more complex, but uh, very sophisticated and that's another way of searching okay so yes absolutely uh you can you can search at see anything there i think one thing sorry i think one thing we haven't said is that when we're uploading photographs we tag them Uh, and we have high level a high level tagging menu that we have the drop down menu and then we can add our own tags so right. it, this, this obviously, when when when, we, when you're searching, if you if you, for example, want uh, I don't know, sea stacks or something like that, some a sort of physical geographical term, it really helps if if uh, people have uploaded the pictures have tagged the fact that it's a sea gotcha. stack as well as a coastal feature. So it's only as good as the as as as, as what the contributors put on it. But you know that that facility is there and it really does help with the searching. I'm going to spend yes. a bit more time on the site after we finish this chat because there's obviously a lot to search for there. So you've been taking pictures the three of you for nearly 15 years, 14 years. You must have had some funny or frightening experiences whilst you've been out taking these pictures. Phil, start me off with something funny that happened to you. This is actually quite a difficult question to answer, but I, I've been thinking about uh, this because I thought I might get asked this. And um, I, I just sort of recollecting, spent 10 years ago now, I, I was walking in mid-Wales and walking across farmland and walked quite near to a farm. And the footpath led into a field and there was a large Charolais bull still stood right on the footpath. And I thought, mm, maybe I won't go that way. And I looked at the farm drive. I thought, I'll go down the farm drive because it was sort of parallel-ish. And then I noticed the farmer was coming up the drive on his tractor. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> what do I risk? A bull or a disgruntled Welsh farmer? And I thought, I've had a run-in with a Welsh farmer before now, so I'll take the chances with the bull. I think if it had been a, a Frisian, I'd have probably stuck to the farm drive and took the chances with the farmer. <laughs> but it turned out that you got past the bull all right. I got past him fine, yeah. As I say, it was a Charolais, so it was a beef bull. They do tend to be more placid. But as I say, in fact, I grew up on a farm. But possibly somebody who's less used to farm animals that might have been a little bit more intimidating. <laughs> and is, the, is there a picture of the bull on the site? There is indeed a picture of the bull on the site. I looked it up a couple of days ago, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you just put in bull Charolais and if you put in... Philip Hauling, which is, yeah. you'll find it. There is actually a very impressive Frisian bull on there as well. Luckily, there was a fence between me and that bull. Okay. And David, what about you? Something that happened to you taking pictures? Well, there's more nosy people than, than funny things, apart from getting caught in the rain when I was doing the non-road squares twice, because there's something called a hectare, which is a local 10-kilometre uh, square, and we get a list of who's completed it so that's taking a hundred pictures in a hundred squares so I've done nine of those so far and some of those were quite remote and I got quite wet doing those but it's the nosy people 
taking the pre-war by signs, there was a big estate in Stockwell which still had them. And I went there at night because it was slightly easier and safer to get there with the traffic. And this guy, as usual, what are you doing? So I said, oh, well, actually, you, you see that sign over there? Yeah. I said, well, that, that was done before 1964 and they've changed. Oh, really? And I, 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 what I do is I bore them to death. Because you can't, you can't be very aggressive when somebody's giving you a lecture. He was really interested in it in the end. He said, oh, right, oh, I'll go and tell my friends about that. And another another one, there was a, a farmer, a Hertfordshire, not Hertfordshire, Middlesex farm. We weren't quite in Hertfordshire. And, and I was on a public road. It was a farm, but it was a public road, which goes right through the farm in Edgeware. You know, what are you doing? It's my house. So I told him about Geograph. And again, I got into, because I deliberately get into the lecturing things. So I cite the Jehovah's Witnesses. I think if you give them enough, they'll, they'll get fed up and go away on their own. And he, he was ended up giving me a lecture about the ivy on all the trees, how the ivy strangles the trees and nobody does anything about it. And I was there listening to him for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> at, you... least, at least I got into a nice conversation and, and defused it. Mm. Great. And what about you, Ruth? I can't think of any funny situations, but I mean, I, I resonate with... Not really. I mean, I probably have, obviously haven't taken enough photographs, but um, I resonate with what David's saying. When you get into conversation, people say, well, you know, take a lot of pictures, what you're doing. And I sometimes I just say, well, you're taking your dog for a walk. I'm taking my camera for a walk. It's as, you know, it's oh, the good same one. sort of idea. And it's it's heightened your observation and all sorts. But I have, I do find it a really good opportunity. Uh, I have to really to sell the site, and I've, there's been, I have had several conversations with people who have said to me, hand on heart, that is really interesting. I'm going to go and look it up when I get home. And spreading the word is one of the things that, that that's really important because we want as many people to know about this as possible. This is why this this chat is a fantastic vehicle for us to tell everybody about geograph.org.uk. So, uh, you know. So whilst we're giving you that chance to do that, it just reminds me that I didn't ask you, how is the site financed? By donation, by the generosity of the users and contributors. It used to be sponsored by the Ordnance Survey, not long after it started. Once it started getting beyond the scope of Gary and Barry and co to just run as a, a, a straightforward sort of site, the Ordnance Survey actually picked up on it and sponsored us for a while allowed us to use their maps uh, that we're still at the moment using their maps and we're in negotiation about all that sort of thing at the moment but the financial sponsorship ended and we've totally totally depend for paying for all the server capacity and all this sort of stuff that we have to pay for and for technical expertise that's beyond the expertise of our our excellent techie people it's all done because we are a charitable trust and it's all done by donation right so all of you people who are listening when you go to the Geograph website, find the donate button and give them a little bit of money to help them keep this project going. Seven million photos is something pretty fantastic. The passion behind Indeed. it is amazing. You know, 70,000 photographs, Phil Halling. That is just <laughs> beyond belief. You know, I mean, some people yeah, might... It, it pales into insignificance. There is one gentleman on the side who I've never met. I don't know if any of my colleagues here have. He's actually got, I think, 350,000 on there. You're I, joking. I don't, what, I don't, yeah, I'm not joking. I, I, I generally aim to put about 10 on a day. I don't, I don't know how he finds the time. No. I, I struggle to put 20 on a day. But he can... I struggle to put, put 20 on a week. <laughs> yeah, he can regularly put 100 on, on a day. Wow. Which okay. is, is incredible. But I'm about 15th in that overall league, so there, there's quite a few up there in front of me. Okay, so just as we're finishing, you've taken 
4,000, 70,000 pictures, however many it is. You must have a favourite. And you knew I was going to ask this, so you had time to think about it. Just describe your favourite photograph, David. Well, I, I suppose if you were going to describe it, it was one of my plants because my father lived in Surrey, so I used to go there every weekend. And I was in Wimbledon Park with him, as we often did. And they put these wild med wildflower meadows in. And they've got the railway at the back just behind it. So I thought I'll just crouch down. I'll get the flowers with the tree at the back and a bit of grass. And uh, that won the prize for the Geograph of the uh, Week. So it's only, only, I've been nominated many times, but that's the only one that I've actually won. That's out of about 4,000 pictures a week. So I was quite proud of that. And it was mm. artists. I was, I was watching them whittle it down for three days. It was in the top 10, then the top three. Is it going to make number one? So I was, I was most pleased with that one. Yeah. Fantastic. The artistic as well. And Phil? Actually, I just add to that. I actually coordinate that picture of the week. We we, we have like a lighthearted competition for the best picture of the week. But uh, to answer your question, it's a bit like saying, what's your favourite song? So um, there are lots of pictures, but I'm, I'm just going to talk about one. And it was taken in January of this year. Um, about two miles from where I'm sat now on the highest point in the Malvern Hills. One of the great things about living here is when you get those horrible grey winter days with fog, I can walk up there and quite often I can be above the temperature in version. And I was just about to take a picture. The whole landscape was in mist and fog, just the Malvern Hills poking out. And then this guy came along on his mountain bike. I thought, oh, in the way. And I thought, actually, no, that's a great picture. So I've got him silhouetted against a low sun and the mist below and the, the hills disappearing. Oh, beautiful. Down to the south. So that, that, that one. Okay. So these... These are quite arty photos. Well, not necessarily. Well, some they of them are. They can, they can be, but that's yeah. not that, the site is not a photography site. I must right. stress that it, um, it's a geography site primarily. And Ruth, go on. You must um, have a favourite. I, I love all my photographs. I, I I only put things I like up. So, uh, right. but I think probably my most satisfying one was when I lived in the Shetland Islands and I visited the island of Vementry, which is one of the uninhabited islands of Shetland. I've, I've visited every inhabited island of the Shetland Islands apart from the island of Fula, so I have got I've got a bit of a bucket list uh, item there. But the island of Vementry has got a beautiful little, a tiny loch at the top of it. It's also got one of these sites where they had out, used to, in, in, you know, in Viking times or whatever, had outdoor burials and, and the bodies would go be put on top and the vultures or the, the, the birds, not necessarily the vultures, but the birds would deal with the remains of the person. But I just felt an incredible sense of peace at the top of this on highest point of this and this island and to this beautiful little lock and a perfect scene around it and complete and utter peace and that picture kind of sums up some of the the most gorgeous things about going to to a remote part of, of these islands great and i just was thinking phil when you said you know, it's like asking somebody what's their favorite piece of music mm. and for most of us i think the answer is it's a piece of music that is linked to a time or a moment. And when Ruth described that, or mm. when you described your picture, what you were describing was a moment in time that was important to you. Yeah. And that every time you look at that image, it's not the, the landscape that you're looking at, it's taking you back to that moment in time, which is a Very really so. lovely, lovely thing. Yeah. And to a place in space, because it's yeah. all linked to a map. And yeah, that combination... If I could just add to that, actually, because one of the questions I sometimes get asked is, why do I do it? Well, actually, 
I, qu- I quite like the fact that it should be available for future generations, but more so, I like the fact that it's 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 a sort of a pictorial journal, if you like, of what I've been doing in the last sixteen years. So I, I can look, say, on this day last year, where was I, and I can go onto the search, and there we are. I can see what I was doing. So I like it from that point of view as well. Well, I think you've signed up another contributor as well. Excellent. So this is what I mean, we want. I'm, I'm going to go and look through my archive of photos and see whether I can find a few that are worth adding to the site. I'm sure there I'm are. I'm sure you've got plenty. I am. So last thing before we close, <laughs> firstly, to thank all three of you for coming on the podcast and talking to us about this wonderful project. Thank you for your passion for all of this. If people want to get involved, they want to take pictures, they want to find out more, what should they do? Ruth? They should visit www.geograph, that's geography without a Y. It's a concatenation of geography and photograph. So geograph.org.uk. Okay, and we'll put that in the show notes. So Ruth, David and Phil, thank you very, very much for talking to us today about geograph. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GMOP podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Stephen at Stephen Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future Geomop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.